just because we seem to have it all together doesn't mean we have it all together. <laughs> we just make a decision on how we're going to choose to do that. And one of the things that my mentor, John Maxwell, always teaches is that leaders are created during crisis. Yes. There's always people that in the middle of everything going to heck in a handbasket, those leaders are going to rise up. They're going to step up. They're going to be the encouraging word. They're going to be the focal point. It doesn't mean they don't see, they don't understand. They, they don't know what's going on, but they made a choice, a conscious choice. I want to challenge every one of you that are listening to this podcast today. Rise up. Mm -hmm. Be the leader in your family that your family needs to have. Be the leader in the community. Be the leader at your church. Be the leader wherever you go. Don't focus on the world's imploding. Focus on how can I make my world better right now because I can't control what's going on all over the world but I can control what's going on in my world hey friend you're listening to the gracious warrior podcast with me your host Jodine Barba if things like aligned prosperity a healthier body a calmer mind and a happier home speak to your heart you're in the right place I love reminding people where their true identity comes from and how equipped we actually are to be who God has called us to be with grace and strength. I have something to say, and I hope it blesses you. Let's start the conversation. All right. Welcome to today's episode. I've got Coach Jerry here with me. I'm so excited to introduce him to you guys. Thank you for being here, Jerry. Thank you for having me, Jodine. It is an honor and a privilege, my friend. Yes, likewise. So Jerry, as you will be able to tell as my listener, you can hear his voice. He's got a great voice, a very strong voice, but most importantly, a very strong message. And I can't wait to have this conversation. So Jerry, we talked about before we hit record how this is the first episode that I've done where I am not. I have no notes. I have no bullet points in front of me and we're just going to let God guide this conversation. Yeah. And we're just trusting the Holy spirit is going to speak through us. And we're just recording a conversation. We've had some great conversations over the years that I've appreciated so much, probably more than, you know, and let's talk about, let's talk about that. Let's talk about our first yeah. conversation five and a half years ago. Yeah, I, I think it's important for people to know that, um, you know, when, when you just get onto a call and you have no notes, no questions planned, and you just let the Holy Spirit guide the conversation, those are always sometimes the greatest calls, mm -hmm. because sometimes you just don't want to have things planned. And you and I go back five and a half years, we were both in an event in Arizona, mm -hmm. and we met there for the very first time. I was speaking at that event. And I'll never forget that we were sitting outside and there were some other people with us, but there was just this incredible connection that you and I had as we were talking and I got to know that your faith was my faith and your values were my values and your beliefs were my beliefs. I just thought, wow, God brought us together in this moment for such a time as this, whatever that meant. Mm -hmm. And um, as, as it happens, as happens in life, we kind of lost 
track of each other for several years. You know, as I was going through my life challenges and you were going through your life things, we kind of lost track. And then I don't know what it was, maybe about three months ago, I happened to see on Facebook this podcast from this this Joe Dean. I'm like, wait a minute. That's my friend. Holy <laughs> mackerel. So I remember reaching out to you on um, Facebook Messenger and just congratulating you on starting a podcast. I love the title of the podcast. And I was so proud of you. And it was like no time had ever separated us. We just picked up where we left off. We started mm -hmm. talking about podcast, God, all that stuff. And here we are today doing this together. I'm so excited. Amazing. Yes, that was, I, I can't even tell you how much actually that message meant to me about three years ago, because, you know, when you start something new and you're a little unsure and, it, you know, we talked about how when God calls you to something where you're like, really? I don't know. I'm a little nervous or this doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And then the timing of your message that came in, like only God, because you yeah. just gave me that, that confirmation, you know, it, it just, it meant a lot to me. I actually called my mom right afterwards. It's like, mom, coach Jerry. She's like, who's coach Jerry. I'm like, well, let me tell you about him. And, and I was telling her and, um, I, it just like actually brought tears to my eyes and a big smile on my face at the same time that, you know, that you reached out and, and then we had a conversation, you know, a couple phone calls and just kind of catching up on life and going back to that five and a half years ago, you know, the Holy spirit was so present in that conversation. I remember yeah. we were outside and, and we're, I was like, oh, I've got chills all over. And, and we, we all did you and I, were we were talking about that. And then, you know, fast forward a few years after that, it's like, what was that? Because what we thought the trajectory of our lives were at that time is completely different now. Yeah. But the common denominator through it all is that Christ was present then and he is now. Right. You know, and, and if you look back at that conversation, our lives looked very different than than they do now. You know, let's should we talk about marriage? Oh, we could talk about whatever you want. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it is funny when you think back on that, that the path that our lives took each of us separately are no longer the paths that either of us are on. Yeah. And one of the scriptures that I have built my life on is Proverbs 16, nine, you know, you can make your plans, but it's the Lord who directs your steps. And sometimes your plans and the Lord's steps are not in congruency together. And so you're either going to continue to follow your plan and do what you want to do, see how that goes, or you're going to be obedient, follow God's plan and see how that goes. Mm -hmm. And all I can tell you from experience is that God's plan always is better, mm -hmm. always okay. better. And it's funny when we both connected again, how it was so ironic that neither of us were on the paths that we were on initially when we met five and a half years ago, mm -hmm. it was like totally different paths. But each of us, you and I are on God's path now. Yeah. He's leading us to do things that in the natural make no sense. We don't understand it. We, we don't feel that we're really equipped to do it. Mm -hmm. But if you look at every person in the Bible, every story in the Bible, none of them were equipped to do what needed to be done. God called them 
And then he equipped them to do what he needed them to do. And that's what you and I are walking out in our own lives right now. Yeah. Amen. Right. So, so what, what, what should we talk about when it comes to marriage? Well, you <laughs> know, some people. I was talking, I was thinking as you're talking as about, about what you're saying and how thinking back to back then where, you know, I've, I've been a Christ follower my whole life. Like since I was five, I remember the first time, my first just encounter with the Holy spirit. And I've been very spirit led ever, ever since, you know, and, and that journey ebbs and flows. Right. So, but five and a half years ago, I feel like my life was so on a different trajectory where I, I still was a Christ follower, but also at the same time, my ego was leading the show more. And I thought for sure that the, the path that I was on, you know, I was in, let's see, five and a half years ago. Yeah. I think, I think I was still, yeah, I was still in a, in a, on a path of divorce. Well, that's where, that's where it was, you know, papers were signed. That's where we're headed. And fast forward now, my, my story is about restoration mm -hmm. and so much, so much has happened, but it's a absolute miracle that restoration was possible in my situation. And that's only God. Yeah. And in yeah. your circumstance, you are on the other side. Yeah. Mine was a little bit different than yours. Um, mm -hmm. You know, my, uh, I mean, I just recently got divorced, um, probably, you know, recently, like four months. Mm -hmm. It was finalized. And um, I met my, uh, my uh, ex-wife at, a, at an, a, an event, at a business event, and we connected. And um, we spent about four years dating, and then we got married. And, um, you know, she had given her life to the Lord, and both of us had followed that path for about two and a half to three years in our marriage. And as we were following that path, um, our marriage was really great. It was the best relationship truly I had ever had in my entire life. Um, but then sometimes the enemy comes in mm -hmm. and decides to take people off the path and you have a choice to follow or to not. And unfortunately, over the last two and a half years of my marriage, what I saw was the essence of the enemy coming in and just planting lies in my my ex-wife's mind about God, Jesus, the Bible, all that stuff, mm. and literally took her from believing with me to no longer believing at all, period. Mm. And her only option in her own mind was to file for divorce mm -hmm. because I was a representation to her of what she no longer believed or wanted to be part of anymore. And so either I was going to change, which that's not happening. Mm -hmm. She had to leave, which was her option. And so I went through a divorce. I never saw coming. I didn't want, um, you know, I loved my, my ex-wife dearly. Uh, I saw her as the one I was going to spend the rest of my life with. And um, all I could do in that moment was just simply pray. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you, you know, going through a divorce is a difficult challenge. Anyone that's been through it, you, some of your listeners, if you've been, any of you have been through a divorce, you know, 
how emotionally tough that is. Mm. But when you end up having to live in the same house with the person that's divorcing you, yeah. you don't have the financial means until you sell the house to each go your separate ways. That is a whole nother level of mm. difficult challenges. When you have love in your heart for somebody that looks at you and no longer loves you the way that they did, mm. that is I, I can't even put into words how brutal that is. And the only way, the only way I was able to navigate that is by the power of the Holy Spirit that lives in me. Mm -hmm. Because in the word it says, God says, in your weakness, I will give you my strength. Every single day, I literally had to pray, God, I have no strength of my own. Mm -hmm. I am weak as weak can be. I need your strength. And I need you to keep me from allowing my flesh to say the things I really want to say. <laughs> and in that period of time, I treated her as if we weren't going, we weren't getting divorced all the way until the end. Mm -hmm. I just decided, you know what, regardless of how this ends, the one thing that She'll remember whether she wants to admit it or it's unconscious is that the light of Christ never stopped shining through me in the most difficult, challenging time. I never yelled at her. I never said negative things to her. I never talked bad about her. I treated her like if nothing was happening. And that doesn't take human strength. No that way. takes God's strength. Amen. And, um, and so now that, you know, that's, you know, in the past, now God has me on a new path and God's saying, okay, well now you got to spread your wings. Now, now we're going to take you to places that you haven't been. We're going to, I'm going to put you in situations that you're not used to doing, but you're going to have to trust me. And Jody and I believe this with every fiber of my being. When people look at my journey over the last 10 years and they say to me, what would you, um, what would you say is the reason for your success? Because I started my coaching business 10 and a half years ago, as you know, mm -hmm. I worked with you. I started with nothing. I had nothing. I trusted God. It didn't make any sense. And God just did this unbelievable thing for the last decade. And I just tell people all the time. If I had to hone it down to one word, what do I, what do I uh, put my success towards? Obedience. Mm. It's literally my ability to follow what God was telling me to do when it made no sense, when I didn't understand it, when I couldn't rationalize it in my own mind, when I was doubting, what are you doing, God? This is just so far off the track. But when you get in those points of your life, you either trust your faith, you either trust your flesh, or you trust God's word and God's plan, but you can't do both. Mm -hmm. So I had to make a decision. I'm going to be obedient. I'm going to trust. None of what God's asking me to do makes sense. But as I trusted him and was obedient to him, what God did in my life was absolutely extraordinary. And you've been a you, you've been a, a cheerleader for that. You've watched it happen. You were part of that in some capacity. Mm -hmm. Well, now God's doing it again. Yeah. And, he's saying, and I'm saying, here we go again. But then I have to look back at everything God's already brought me through 
and say, well, God, if you did it before, you're going to do it again. Mm -hmm. Amen. Well, I, you know, it reminds me of, I've heard you speak over the years and I I'm recalling something now about that you would share about in your home years ago when you felt so broken and felt like life may not even be worth living going through what you felt was the pit of hell back then from my understanding compared to fast forward here you are in another you know just coming out of like another situation in your home feeling so like broken what is going on in my life but the the spiritual maturity in you right is vastly different right do you want to speak about that like the comparison yeah. maybe what was going on years ago well i have to go back years and years ago almost 17 years ago okay um I started out in the network marketing profession back in 2011. I, I joined the only network marketing company I was ever with. I was with them for 18 years in the financial services industry. And um, through that business, I met my son's mom. And my son's mom and I got married. And we were married for nine years. And we were basically glued at the hip 24 hours a day, seven days a week. My wife, uh, my son's mom ran the business. And I built the business and we had, we actually had an office, 2,500 square foot office. And because we were in financial services, we would get audited by the state, by our company. And so that was her role in the business. And my role was build it. Mm -hmm. And when my son was born, when Josh was born in 2000 and uh, 2003, um, we went through just a whole bunch of challenges, just, you know, why are you not here helping me? And, you know, I'm here taking care of Josh for myself. And I'm like, well, I'm trying to work in a, a business that I don't get paid if I don't work. I don't have a job and I'm trying to keep you home. And so we went through all sorts of counseling and therapy for several years. And in 2006, um, we amicably decided to separate for 90 days. Just, hey, maybe this will help us out. And what I wasn't expecting in that 90 days was I went from basically seeing my son. Now, Josh was about three at the time. I went from seeing him every single day to seeing him on the weekends only because mm -hmm. I was working, I was, I was doing meetings and, and his mom had him and I didn't expect the depth of depression that I started to go through, not only not seeing him, but realizing, you know, yet here's a, here's a marriage that once again, it's just ironic that both of the marriages that I had ended by no fault of my own, meaning that it wasn't me who said, Hey, I can't do this anymore. Mm -hmm. It was both of my ex spouses that just, you know, whatever this particular one, it was me who just basically said, we've done everything. So let's try this, see if this works. And, um, 90 days later, we just decided to amicably divorce. We just said, we can't live like this. We're arguing constantly. We went through therapy counseling for three years. And it was in November of 2006 that I remember this as clear as, as if it was yesterday. I was laying on the floor of my apartment with a notepad and I was on the floor writing a letter to my son who at that time was three and a half to explain to him when he got older, why his dad took his own life. Mm. Now at that stage of the game, I knew God, but I did not have a relationship with Jesus and my buddy who is now in heaven tried to get me to go to church with him for a year. And I told him, Hey, now nah, I don't you know church. I've, I've been there. I don't like church, whatever. 
And as I'm writing this letter to my son, I'm thinking to myself, how can the motivator, how can the encourager, how can the guy that everyone comes to, to lift them up, to inspire them, how in the world can I be down on this floor thinking about taking my own life? I mean, I was all ready to go. And I realized that I lost the ability to master my mindset and my mindset started to master me. And that's what I see happens to lots of people in business, in life, is their mindset begins to master them. They don't master doubt. Doubt masters them. They don't master fear. Fear masters them. And that's what got me on that floor. And I started going into a rage, throwing things, breaking things, screaming, yelling. And I'm telling you, Jodine, I really believe in that moment I had a, I had a Job experience. Because when you read the book of Job, when you read the book of Job, the enemy came and tempted Job and and told God, well, you know, if you do this, he's not, he's gonna he's not gonna be with you, he's not gonna follow you. And what did God say? He says, well, you can take that, you can take that, but you cannot take his life. Mm. I feel that in that moment, the enemy took everything from me, but God said, you're not gonna take his life. Oh. And that day, on that moment, on that floor. I had my first encounter with, with God. Mm -hmm. And the next week I went to church, gave my life to Christ. And my journey has never been the same since. Mm -hmm. And I know God saved me for a purpose greater than what I saw in that moment. And I've just, when I look at myself now, as you said, and I look at myself then, mm -hmm. you know, there's a 17 year gap. I don't even know who that person was anymore yeah you know yeah. because god has done such a work in me over the years amen i can i mean i can see it and i just think a lot of people can resonate with your story you know of yeah. right yeah. now is a hard time in the world and a lot of people are feeling that that people you wouldn't ever expect to be feeling so hopeless yeah you know what I'm going to tell you, and I, I want to talk, I want to talk directly to your listeners because, you know, maybe some of you listening to this are going, well, I'm not thinking about suicide, but I'm going through a marital challenge, a financial challenge. My kids are, you know, off, off the, the horizon. You know, I don't even know what's going on with them. You know, we're all dealing with something. And I look at this world as a hopeless world. Now, now let me explain what I mean. I mean that people have lost hope in the world around them because they just don't know what or who they can trust any longer. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you something, my friends, if you're going to put your trust and your hope in the world, in the leadership of the world, you're going to, you're going to just fall apart. But the one thing I know for a fact that you can put your hope in, that you can put your trust in, that you can put your faith in is the word of God. Mm -hmm. And I know that that is my anchor because people ask me all the time, aren't you aware of things that are going on in the world? You don't seem to care. Oh, no, no. I know all the things that are going on in the world. I know all the things they're talking about doing in the world. I do care. Yes, it is kind of freaky when you think about it. Oh, what if this happens? But I don't live in the what if, because the what if creates worry, doubt, and fear. And if you live in the what if of your life and you're in doubt and fear, then guess what? The enemy's winning the battle because God can't work in your life if you're living in the what if. Because if you live in the what if, what you're saying is, I trust what I see. I don't trust what God says. Mm. And in the world, we walk by faith. We don't walk by sight. 
So my hope is in the word of God. My faith is in the word of God. His promises are yes and amen. His word never returns void. You can build your life on that foundation. So that's how I stay grounded. Because if I look at the world today and put my hope in the world, man, I might be on that floor again. And mm. I'm not saying that in a in, in any you know messed up way. I'm just saying literally, there are people right now that are in that mental place because they just they don't know what to do. But what yeah. you need to do. Stand on God's word because God's word is the only thing that will bring hope in this hopeless world right now. Amen. Oh, so good. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I love that energy. So uh, I didn't mention this in the beginning, but I'll put it in the show notes that you are an ordained minister. Uh, yeah, I'm a minister and I, I minister all the time. I'm praying for people constantly. Pray for people at church. People call me to ask me to pray for them um, because I believe in the power of prayer. You know, I have seen the power of prayer move mountains. I have seen the power of prayer in my own life and people around me. My own pastor's wife is a is a um, example of the power of prayer. She had stage four cancer twice in her life, mm. and she's cancer free, walking and living. Um, because now obviously medical intervention, all that stuff absolutely helped. But when you take that and you put the power of prayer behind that, mm -hmm. man, God can do miracles and he's done that. Mm -hmm. And so I, I love to pray for people because it really, it really allows me to stop thinking about me and start really trying to bless somebody else and help them out of the place that they're in. And it's amazing when you do that you just come out of that feeling blessed yourself. Mm -hmm. It's yes. an amazing, it's an amazing thing to, to experience. When you've experienced the Holy spirit and what true and full surrender and obedience can do for you in your life, it's like, Oh, how can I not, how can I not pray right. this over somebody else that's, right. that's going through it? That yep. obedience and surrender is just oh so important. It saved me in my business and in my life, literally my life. You know, I've talked a little bit about my story on my podcast, but I haven't gone into the full detail of it. But yeah, when I was literally fighting for my own life, um, it was a full surrender and it, nothing, you know how, um, I'm not sure the scripture of, or maybe it's just a old gospel song of when the things of the earth will grow strangely dim, you know, the old hymn of that's what was happening for me when my life was um, slipping away. I was just moments away from not being here. And literally all the things of the earth grew really, really dim and insignificant. And it was just, I was, there was nothing else that mattered, but me and Jesus in our conversation, it was full surrender, full obedience. And I know without that, I would not be here today. And my kids would have been left with a story of a mom who was letting ego run the show even though she was a Christ follower, they would have grown up without their mom, with their parents never having restored, you know, a, a marriage like we have now without Jesus. I, I wouldn't be where I am today. And I mean that spiritually. Um, and just even how I show up for my family is differently now than it was prior to 2017 when I went through that. So yeah, you're speaking my language brother. I, am, I, love and it. I, re I remember that journey that you went on. I remember watching pictures of you just like you had one foot in and one foot out, mm -hmm. um, not, not your choice, but that's just the circumstances. 
And I know how strong your faith is. And you are here today because you had amazing doctors who did incredible things to help you. Mm -hmm. But I believe that that power of faith and a praying community on top of that just makes all the difference in the world. And, yeah. uh, and my dear friend, God had such big plans for you. He wasn't ready for you. Hmm. Yeah. So ignore so you. Great. Here we are. I know. And here we are, right? Here are two survivors mm -hmm. talking about what God did in their life and trying to just encourage people um, on how, how they can walk their life in the same manner. Yeah. I love it. So, so I just love those redemptive stories. And it doesn't mean that we're exempt from no. future. Like it's, we're going to have future struggles and yeah. it's inevitable. And our listeners are going to have, they may be in the pit right now. Um, and how would you speak to that for somebody who, you know, sometimes we get so anxious, like, okay, life is going too well right now. Everyone around me is struggling, but I'm happy. My kids are healthy. My business is thriving. Um, but they're like waiting for the next shoe to drop. You know, it's almost like they can't fully enjoy the blessings and the gifts because they're so anxious and so afraid of when things are going to fall apart again. There are people like that living in the world right now, mm -hmm. wondering, well, when's the next pandemic going to happen? And when's the next this going to happen? And they're not doing anything because they're too worried about what might happen. Mm -hmm. Well, here's the thing. None of us are guaranteed tomorrow. <laughs> and one of the things I used to say in my business all the time is make the most out of every day that you're given because you never know how many more tomorrows you're, you're going to get. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to spend my life worrying about something that hasn't happened and not enjoying the blessings that I have now. You know, my son, my family, my friends, my business. Um, and, and there's a lot of people that, you know, life is going great, but they're thinking to themselves, well, at some point, it's got to go down. Well, well, let me be the bearer of bad news. <laughs> Welcome to life. Yeah. But you know, the worst way, Jodine, to live life is to tiptoe through life, hoping you get to death safely. Yeah. Come on now. That's yeah. the worst way to live life. And, you know, you, you, as long as we're living on this earth, we're going to be going into or coming out of some sort of challenge. Mm -hmm. moment you're you know your washing machine breaks you go oh lord have mercy you fix the washing machine you're like oh that's fantastic and then the toilet overflows you're like oh man then you fix a toilet and then all of a sudden your car battery dies right you're always going to be going into or out of a challenge you cannot control that all the time what you can control is your mindset which is how am i going to choose to react to this I can't always deal with what happens. I can't always control it. How am I going to respond? Because you have control over your response. And when I got up off that floor 17 years ago, I told God, I said, God, I'm going to spend the rest of my life taking the lessons that I've learned. And I'm going to be teaching people how to manage their mindset, how to not get to the place that I went to because my mindset mastered me. And that's what I've done for the last 10 and a half, 11 years is work with people all over the world, how to get rid of those limiting beliefs, how to deal with your mindset, how to stop master, how to stop letting your mindset master you, all these things, because that's really what it boils down to. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, when, when COVID hit, 
you know, and they said, oh, well, yeah, you have, you know, just give us two weeks. All right. Well, three years later, you know, <laughs> and, and so is that something that I could control? No. Was it frustrating? Absolutely. Did it frustrate me to see businesses shutting down and, and crazy things happening? Absolutely. I'm human, mm -hmm. but I couldn't control all that stuff but I could control how am I going to react and respond to that because that's going to have a very, very important uh, kind of GPS in my own mind on how I'm going to be able to work through this stuff. Yeah. Many times in people's lives, they got to get to the point and understand, Hey, you might be living a great life. Now things are, things are wonderful. Everything's great. Don't start, start thinking about, Oh, what's going to, what bad's going to happen. Don't, don't think about that because you're going to attract and bring in what you're focused on. <laughs> if all you're focused on is what's, what is, what's going to happen next, what horrible thing's going to happen, you keep focusing on that, something horrible is going to happen. <laughs> Just focus on the blessings. Focus on what you have today. And when those things happen, and they will, because this is life, mm -hmm. when they happen, you will be equipped on how to handle each and every one of those better because I know we say this all the time, it's hard to believe this, but God doesn't give people more than they can actually handle. Mm -hmm. There's sometimes, Jodine, I've said to myself, God, you must think I am freaking Superman because mm -hmm. I can't take much more of this, right? But that's when God wants you to lean into him, Amen. not take it on yourself. Yeah. Don't hold your burdens, turn your burdens to him. The Bible says to cast all your anxieties, cares, and worries upon him because he cares for you. And the problem is we're carrying these shoulder filled, shoulders filled with our burdens and we're buried and we're, we're just being drove into the ground by these things. Let your burdens go and give it to him. Let him take your burdens and live life each and every day the best way that you can, regardless of the circumstances. It's a choice that you make. You and I, We've, we've lived through COVID like everybody. It's not like anybody woke up today and said, COVID, what the, what's been going on for the last three days? Hibernation. Yeah. We've yeah. all lived through it. Mm -hmm. There's the people who still live in fear. And then there's the people who are saying, I'm just going to live in faith. I'm going to just do what I call to do. And when things happen, then I'll work on it. I'll deal with it. I'll address it at that time. But I'm not going to worry in advance about something that hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the things I, I, I teach my coaching clients is it takes the same amount of energy to worry as it does to have faith. Mm -hmm. Same amount of energy. And how many times have you worried about stuff that never happened? <laughs> right. But then you think, oh, well, that didn't happen. Hallelujah for that. Yeah. But look at all the energy you wasted. Yeah. Worrying about something that never even happened. So if it takes the same amount of energy to worry as it does to have faith, you get to choose where you're going to put your energy. I choose faith. Absolutely. And it is a choice. It's, you know, thinking back to that first year of COVID, like 2020, I mean, my husband and I were like, okay, well, we're going to, because it was kind of springtime, which was great for the world, for us here in North America, because, you know, the sun was out and we're like, okay, we can do this. Like family time all under one roof. It's okay. We're going for runs every day and like waving at neighbors, want another run, you know, and then it got 
harder and harder where then our neighbors were judging us because like oh, you're outside without a mask on and it was it was difficult but um you know I was I was super upbeat for my community and my business and doing everything I could like okay I was created for such a time as this I'm going to show up I'm going to be the light I'm going to point people to Jesus I'm going to it's we're going to be okay we're going to get through this and then after about I would say about six months I started to break down where I was feeling the heaviness and it was like almost toxic positivity for quite a while where I was kind of ignoring the reality of what was going on like it started, didn't start out that way, but it ended up where I was, I was actually kind of ignoring it. And I like how you said, acknowledge, like we need to acknowledge like, okay, it's hard right now. This is hard. This is, this burden is so much for me. Acknowledge it and then choose how you're going to respond to it. That's right. But I was almost afraid to do that. So I was just pretending, no, it's fine. Everything's fine. And toxic positivity can be so dangerous. that's good toxic positivity that Mm -hmm. is really true and you know one thing that we need your listeners to understand is you know when you follow god that does not mean you no longer have problems Mm -hmm. you have problems just like everyone sometimes you seem to have greater problems than everyone but you have a different way of how you handle those problems Mm-hmm. And I've had problems without God in my life, led me to almost the end of my life. And I've had problems with God in my life. And I'll choose that route any day over the latter. Yes. Because I've experienced them both. And, you know, as it, you know, I don't want people to come off thinking like, oh, life is just, you know, rosy. I, I mean, hey, I just went through a divorce. Uh, you know, I've, I've got, you know, challenges as you get older, you know, your back's hurting, this is going on. I mean, we've got all sorts of things going on, but we just handle it differently because our focus isn't on the, well, this is good. This is a download just came to me right now. Oh, I love it. This, this is good. I love when God interrupts me and says, no, I want you to tell him this. <laughs> if in life, if you want to have hope, and you want to feel better, here's what you do. Stop focusing on the problems that you're facing and focus on the one who can get you through the problems. Oh, that's that you're good. Mm-hmm. Come on. Oh, that's come good. on, somebody. Come on. That was a download. That was a literal download <laughs> as we were talking, right? And somebody's, I know somebody's writing, what, what, what do you say? Say it again. Stop focusing on the problems that you're dealing with and focus on the one who can help you get through the problems that you're dealing with Amen. and keep your eyes on him. Mm-hmm. You know, don't tell your, don't tell God how big your problems are. Tell your problems, how big God is. Yeah. Change yeah. your mindsets, change your focus because it makes all the difference in the world, how you get through. And, and if people say, well, you, you know, you don't know what I'm going through. Hey, I don't. Everybody's going through stuff. But let me tell you something. When you're going through a divorce, living in the same house with the person who divorces you for six months, let me tell you something. You learn every concept I'm teaching you right now. Mm-hmm. I had to live 
what I'm telling you right now. I'm not just telling you a bunch of stuff to make a great podcast. I had to walk it and live it for mm -hmm. six months and be able to say, I'm not going to focus on the pain and the hurt. Did I have pain and hurt? Man, like nobody's business. Did I cry? I cried more tears in six months than I've cried in eight years. Mm -hmm. So, oh yeah, I felt everything, but I had a choice. How am I going to make this environment that neither of us have the ability to leave right now? Mm -hmm. And I chose to make that environment the way that it always was. Was it hard? Yes, but it was a choice. This is what I'm going to do, despite how I feel. Mm -hmm. And if you go through life and you start thinking that way, I'm going to choose to react this way, despite how I really feel. Respond, uh, respond to something, don't react. Mm -hmm. You react to something, boom, the first thing that comes out, you ever got those texts? You ever got a text message that upset you? And then you just said, oh, well, I'll show. And you text them back. You can hear anger in the text, right? Yeah. Yeah. I always tell people, don't react to anything negative. Respond. Respond means take a moment, take a breath, gather your thoughts, think what you're going to say, and then respond in the way that you should respond. And mm -hmm. don't react with anger because what will come out of you, you cannot take back. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. That's such a good reminder for for me. And I know for so many um, I want to ask you about, cause I mean, obviously you're an incredible coach and mentor and you, you live it and you teach it. And I, I love that. So as a, as a business coach with a relationship with Christ, how would you encourage today's entrepreneur? And now I just want to say it that I, I have this like visual in my mind of how you know, the business world is at the moment and, and, and that's including network marketing, but not limited to just network marketing is that I feel like there's this anthill of, we all have like these anthills that we're, that we're on and like, we're busy, we're doing our thing, head down, focus. I'm just going to work. I'm just going to grind. I'm going to do the thing. And it's like, almost like something has come in and kind of like shook the whole thing up to where now there's like all, all of us, the little ants we're, we're scurrying everywhere and everyone's just like, ah, oh, what do I do? Where do I go? So people are jumping to this company or, or thinking about maybe starting this business, but they're a little bit scared and they're just kind of going around and around in circles, trying to find their, their direction. I feel like there's a lot of screen and changes and weird things going on right now where people are panicked and they see well, this ant's going over there. Do I need to go over there or am I okay here? What do I need to do? And and there's just a lot of chaos. How would you encourage somebody who may be experiencing that right now in this moment where they're unsure of their next steps, if they need to continue where they're at, or then maybe they need to make a change? Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Let's just pause there for a minute because mm -hmm. that's the hardest part for all of us. Lean not on our own understanding. In other words, stop trying to figure everything out yourself. Mm -hmm. Okay. But then what does it say after that? Trust in the Lord and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. He will direct your steps. And I believe that sometimes we make decisions based on our flesh 
instead of making decisions based on our spirit. Mm -hmm. And I know that when I started coaching 10 years, 10 and a half years ago, and as you know, I've been, you know, working with, you know, just one company for 10 and a half years, uh, that was not a decision that I made. Because think about this, if you're going to start a business, and what, how many business people start a business from nothing where they have nothing, don't know what they're doing, and then say, I'm going to find one, one client and I'm going to work with that one client for 10 years. I'm not working with anybody else, just this one. Mm-hmm. Nobody in their right mind would ever say that. Mm-hmm. Well, I've been known to be out of my mind at times, but I'm not that dumb. Mm-hmm. And I would never start a coaching business and say, okay, I'm going to work with one company. But I felt strongly in my spirit that God said to me, this is where I want you to plant your flag. Mm-hmm. Don't plant your flag in 10 other pla- plant your flag here. Now, logically, makes no sense. Don't understand it. How am I going to survive on, with one company? How am I going to make a living? God, this is just ridiculous. I don't understand. So then in that moment, you have a choice. I follow my flesh and do what I think I should do. Or I follow what God's instructing me to do. And that is the essence of obedience. Mm-hmm. Will you be obedient? And here's the thing. Obedience is never comfortable. And obedience never makes sense most of the time. Because the things that God's asking you to be obedient with makes in the in your natural mind makes zero sense. That made no sense to me. Are you kidding, God? Really? One company? I mean, I want to go coach. No, plant your flag here. So mm-hmm. here's the thing. I had a choice to make. What was I going to do? And my faith won out over my flesh. And I said, I'm going to be obedient. And to see what God did in 10 years was absolutely extraordinary because only God could have orchestrated it like that. It was amazing to watch how that all happened. Mm-hmm. So for people that are out there scurrying around, jumping from one thing to the next, or what am I trying to find? Or what am I trying to do? Why don't you just take a moment and just say, God, what do you want me to do? Mm-hmm. And then sit in enough silence to listen, because God is a spirit. Listen to this. My pastor taught us this. This was brilliant. God is a spirit. Okay. We have a spirit. God speaks to our spirit. Mm. So I don't audibly ever hear God tell me anything, but that gut feeling, I just have this gut feeling I shouldn't do it. That's God's spirit speaking to your spirit, Mm -hmm. which is where we hear things in our spirit and go, oh, maybe I shouldn't. And I know every time, Jody, and I've gone against that feeling in my spirit, I've always, always ended up on the wrong side of the tracks. Yeah. So stop and just ask God, God, what do you want for my life? What direction do you have for me? What do you want me to do that's in your will and your purpose and the calling that you've placed on my life? Mm-hmm. And then you'll be amazed at how things will happen. Doors will open. People will come to you. Calls will come in. And you're just going to go, what in the world? Well, that's how it works. Mm-hmm. Ask and you shall receive. Mm-hmm. So ask God for guidance, direction. Ask him for his wisdom. Ask him for discernment. Ask him to open up doors of opportunity for you. Close doors that should be shut. Ask him for divine appointments, divine connections, divine 
um, you know, people that you can meet. And all of a sudden, you'll start watching this. It's like a puzzle being put together. It's like all the pieces are scattered on the table. And you're like, I have no idea what to do with this thing. But then all of a sudden, one piece hooks into another and then another into another. Before you know it, you're building this puzzle. And you're like, I, I can't even believe this. And you're like, well, that's how God works. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. what I would encourage people to do. Get out of your flesh get into your faith mm-hmm. and let God be the one who guides and directs your steps yeah. because he knows the plans for you. His plans are to prosper you, not harm you, give you a hope, give you a future. Jeremiah 29, 11, my favorite scripture. So if that's true and you believe that, then give God a chance to prove it through what he's going to do in you and through you. Yes. And it's always better than you can even imagine when you let God go first. It's always so much more beautiful. And that, again, surrender and obedience, we just go back to that. And I I think that the chaos is the plan of the enemy. I mean, that is when we're so chaotic, we can't sit and, and hear God connecting with our spirit. And, you know, like I, I've been, I talked about on my last episode about um, being so finding moments throughout your day where you can connect. It's not just like, oh, I'm going to pray in the morning or I'm going to say my prayers before I go to bed, but truly learning to be still amongst the quiet or in the, in the chaos yeah. to find those moments where you can connect with the spirit. And the more you practice that, the easier it becomes to where everything around you can be so loud and chaotic, but you can still find the stillness to where God's spirit can connect with yours. Yes. And you know, the Bible says pray without ceasing. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean, well, I have to pray 24 hours a day. No, praying is nothing more than having a conversation with God, the way Jodine and I are having a conversation now, mm-hmm. just talking to God, like God's a friend mm-hmm. and you can do it in the shower, in the bathroom, in your car, while you're sitting, watching television, just pray. Don't worry about things. The Bible says, don't worry about anything, but pray about everything. Mm-hmm. And then God talks about, do you, do you think that I care more about the birds and feeding them than I do for you? Do you notice that there's never a bird sitting on a branch, having a nervous breakdown, <laughs> wondering where in the world is my food going to come from? You ever seen that? No. I've seen a bird with a nervous breakdown because uh-uh. the Bible says God will supply food for the birds mm-hmm. and he doesn't care any more for the birds than for us. So mm-hmm. he will provide if we just Sit still and just talk to him during the day. Sometimes the greatest, and by the way, read the Lord's Prayer. Jesus talked about the fact, don't babble on. God already knows what you need before Mm -hmm. you pray it. God already knows what you're going through before you complain about it. He already knows. Mm -hmm. So sometimes the greatest prayer is just simply, God, I need your help. Amen. Just ask him. I need your help. He already knows what you're dealing with. He already knows what you're going through. I need your help. God, give me strength in my weakness. God, help help me to uh, increase my finances. Help me to strengthen my marriage. God, help me to talk better to my child. Just saying that activates that Holy Spirit within you. And then all of a sudden you're led by the spirit Mm -hmm. instead of being led by the flesh. Why? Because God's a spirit. We're spirit and God communicates in the spirit. 
Mm-hmm. If you take nothing, just remember that. So and just talk to God every day. Amen. I love it. I love it. Such a beautiful reminder in it. Not just a reminder, but just like a principle of living our lives by that. No matter how beautiful life can be or how challenging life can be. Yep. So do you, sorry, were you going to say something like, what are your, your closing thoughts or any questions, or is there something on your heart that you want to, that you want to share? I, I just want to encourage people that just because we seem to have it all together, doesn't mean we have it all together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We just make a decision on how we're going to choose to do that. And one of the things that my mentor, John Maxwell, always teaches is that leaders are created during crisis. Yes. There's always people that in the middle of everything going to heck in a handbasket, those leaders are going to rise up. They're going to step up. They're going to be the encouraging word. They're going to be the focal point. It doesn't mean they don't see, they don't understand, they they don't know what's going on, but they made a choice, a conscious choice. I want to challenge every one of you that are listening to this podcast today. Rise up. Mm -hmm. Be the leader in your family that your family needs to have. Be the leader in the community. Be the leader at your church Be the leader wherever you go. Don't focus on the world's imploding. Focus on how can I make my world better right now? Because I can't control what's going on all over the world, but I can control what's going on in my world. And I think what we need to do right now is we need people to rise up, to step up, and to get up. We need people to start using their voices, to start speaking the truth, to stop worrying about what other people think or care or say about it, because we're in a time in our history right now that if we don't speak our truth and we don't stand up, then guess what? We're going to get what we're going to get, and we're going to say, wow, we should have spoke up when we had a chance. Mm -hmm. Let's just be people who walk around that people go, man, I want to be like that person, because if you can just be that person in your community, you're going to lead other people to want to be just like you. I want to be around them. I want to hang with them. I want to be around Jody and I want to hang out with Jerry. They're so positive. They're so encouraging. I need that. Well, yeah, you do. But sometimes the greatest way to get it is to be that for somebody else in your life. Mm-hmm. So yes. rise up. That's my message to everybody. Rise up and step yeah. up into the greatness that God's called you to. Yeah. Amen. So good. Thank you, Jerry. Um, okay. So if somebody wanted to work with you, yes. what do you have going forward, you know, for people to, how can they connect with you? How can they reach out to you? How could they possibly work with you? What do you got going on? Well, first of all, um, you know, for those people that do not know, I am a um, certified coach, speaker, and trainer with John Maxwell's um, leadership team. Um, I number one do keynotes. That's my number one thing is, you know, there's businesses out there that are always looking for keynote speakers to come in. I am a keynote speaker. So I'm always open to, um, you know, people that are looking for keynotes would love to talk to them. I also do leadership development training programs for businesses, for churches, for nonprofits, not only for adults, but I actually also do leadership development programs for youth. 
mm-hmm. because I believe that our youth today are getting bombarded and I want to be the voice of teaching people, teaching young kids how to find their voice, how to make the right choices, how to find their values. And so I do that as well. Um, and so if anybody wants to reach me, they can get in touch with me, number one, through my uh, website, which is championmentorship.com. Uh, there's all sorts of great stuff on there. In fact, if you go to championmentorship.com under resources, there is a free downloadable training video that I did on how to kick your limiting beliefs to the curb. It's my gift to everybody that um, checks out my website. You can just put in your email address and and we'll send you that um, that right away. So you have something to listen to. Awesome. Uh, they can also find me on Facebook uh, under my name and I better spell my last name. Yeah. Right. But it's, it's Jerry, J-E-R-R-Y, but my last name is R-O-I-S-E-N-T-U-L. You can find me on Facebook, same name, same handle on Instagram, but championmentorship.com, best way to reach out. And if, if you have anybody out there that's looking for keynotes or leadership training for kids, adults, nonprofits, church leadership, anything like that, mm-hmm. love to be able to have a conversation and see how I can bring value to them. So awesome. Thank you. And I know that if I ever need prayer, you know, which I do all the time. I know that, you know, you're just a message away. We're like, Hey, can you just, just pray for me? So, um, what a gift you are to this world and to me and to so many people. And I cannot wait to see where God is going to, to take you. Your obedience is commendable and the way that you are showing up the way that Christ does, you know, when you're going through a hard time and you're, you're, you know, you were living, with the person who's divorcing you and you're still able to just be so focused on being compassionate and, you know, just being how Christ lives his life. So I see that in you. And I just want to say, thank you for being that to this world. And you know what? God is going to do something so incredible, like next level, more than you can even imagine. And your, your next person I'm just going to speak this to you right now. The person that God has for you is waiting for you. And you are going to understand why you've gone through everything that you've gone through. And your next future wife, oh man, Jerry, it's going to be better than you can ever even imagine. And she's out there. I received that, Jodine. (laughs) I received that. Yes, she is out there. So you never know how, you know, how this, how this community works and how, how God works. And, you know, there can be somebody that is presented to you and it's just, we don't know how it's all going to work out, but it's going to be so beyond anything that you can even imagine. It's coming. It's happening. It's already in motion. Like God already has this in, in, and she's praying for you and you're praying for her. It's just going to be beautiful. So I'm excited to see how, how things unfold. And And, I can't recommend you enough for people to get. I appreciate it. And real quick, I just want to say thank you, my friend, um, for being who you are, for taking your light and letting it shine in this world, for using your voice that God has for you. Um, God wasn't through with you. He has a calling and a purpose on your life. You're living it. You're walking in it right now. And uh, I just want to let you know, as your friend, I am so incredibly proud of you and what you have done to turn your life around. You You are a example for so many people to follow, including me. 
So mm-hmm. keep doing what you're doing, my friend, as you're making a difference in the world. Oh, thank you. That means so much. Thanks for being here, Jerry. Thanks, my friend. Yeah. Talk to you soon. Okay. Bye, everybody.